This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. This is Lucha Libre Extraordinaire, Ray Genesis, the King of Light, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show at Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today, the trusted choice for interviewing all your favorite wrestlers. Every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube at CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Playout One Coffee. I'm, of course, your host, James J., alongside Scooter Dust. Grammar is important, but sarcasm is importanter. And it's a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with the King of Light. Ray Genesis. How's it going, y'all? Thank you for having me. Um, this is the King of Light, Ray Genesis, and I just want to say thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here on your podcast. Absolutely, and thank you, thank you for giving us the opportunity to um, interview you. Yes, likewise. Once again, uh. Uh, where can we see um, the King of Light shine next event-wise? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, 2024 is starting to get busy for me. I know uh, I have a show this weekend up in uh, Northern California. Uh, I have another show next weekend uh, near LA. And then possibly a show at the end of January in Vegas. On a Friday, and then the next day, uh, somewhere in NorCal as well. So uh, as there's definitely a lot of shows coming up already in the new year. Uh, just uh, keep an eye out for uh, show announcements on my socials at Ray Genesis Official on Instagram and Ray Genesis on Facebook. I'm gonna say, yeah, that's uh, super busy. <laughs> yes, very busy. <laughs> better to be busy than bored yes well i uh my last show for 2023 was uh two days before new year's so so it was keeping keeping me busy for sure uh and you mentioned your social media uh where can we find your merchandise uh on instagram mostly on facebook too but i uh i promote it more on uh, my instagram at ray genesis official okay so people could dm you for merchandise Yes. Okay. So I have um, wrestling masks. I have action figures. I have uh, official Ray Genesis T-shirts, eight by ten stickers, all that, all that good stuff. All right. Uh, and you don't have to go looking for his social media. All of the links will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and Castbox. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Um, last year was somewhat of a breakout year for you. Um, lots of big names you uh, wrestled. 
um, one that obviously sticks out more than others is Super Crazy. Um, obviously, yes. ECW legend, WWE legend at this point. What was the experience like competing with him? Wow, uh, definitely a dream come true for me. Uh, I grew up watching Super Crazy um, on SmackDown, you know, and um, before before I started uh, uh, digging deep into my wrestling career, career, I did a seminar with Super Crazy years ago. Uh, so I was new. I was new in the business, and and he was showing me. He was showing me the ropes, showing me the basics, and how to how to be in the ring. So, uh, so I already kind of knew who who he was as a person, and he kind of recognized me, remembered me, you know, from the times I I trained with him. Wow. So, so I knew I knew I knew how how cool of a guy he is and how funny he is. Um, so just having the opportunity to actually be in the ring with him was definitely uh, a dream come true does that kind of add to the moment of being in the doing seminars with him having some training under your belt with super crazy uh yes yes uh I, well when when i got announced for the match uh it was out of the blue you know i was uh i was uh during the match as like a as a last second replacement okay and so um and they're like, oh, are you know, you're in a wrestle, in a tag match against Super Crazy. Are you up for it? I'm like, yes, put me in. <laughs> Say no more, you know. Now, I mean, being in the ring with, um, you know, a, that statue of uh, wrestler, is that a moment you take in in the moment, or is that something that kind of sets in afterwards? Like, wow, I was in the ring with Super Crazy. You know what, I. It didn't set in until like maybe two weeks after, just because <clears throat> I had the match, and you know, it went everything went well. You know, it was a fun match, but then then I had to focus on my next match the next week, and then after that week, I had to focus on another match. So I didn't have time to really like, like oh my god, I just rest super crazy until. Had like a week, one week and off, right? And then I started looking back, and I was like, "Oh wow, I just wrestled super crazy." You know, I just, it's, you know, sometimes for me, I don't really like. Um, I just go, I go, go, go. I, I do the match, and then I move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. All right, um, Scudo, you have a question. Yes. Uh, tell us about uh, the time you tagged with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling alum Mysterioso Jr. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> that was also another uh, fun match. That same, same scenario. Uh, I we did not know what the card was until we got got to the to the show the venue and then uh, they asked they asked us hey are you willing to to be in a match with uh, Mr. Rosa Jr. and me and my tag partners uh, for the match were like oh yes of course you know um 
will definitely do it. And he pretty much, he was super cool guy, super humble. Um, he structured the entire match. He was the ring general. And um, he also asked us for ideas and what we want to do. And overall, a, a really cool guy. And the match went really well to the point where uh, the fans started throwing money in the ring after the match was over. <laughs> And that was such a huge honor for me. Uh, everyone in the match as well, just getting to uh, experience that with uh, Mr. Rosa Jr., who's killing it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's one of oh. the highest uh, compliments um, for a luchador is for the, the crowd to draw money into the, um, to the ring after the match. Yes, I, I've, I've had it before that, that, uh, that match. Uh, I've had it done before, but just having it with you know with Mr. Rosa Jr. is just something that I cherish forever because you know, who knows when I'll have the opportunity to to have that with another New Japan star or a WWE superstar for that matter. Oh yeah. All right. Go like Tim start it back. All right. Now uh, we almost never do this on wrestling with. Um, but considering, you know, the context of it, um, it's definitely worth asking. Um, you, your very first match in pro wrestling was at the Dome in Bakersfield? Oh, wow. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, wow. This is so, this is a throwback. Um. <laughs> So it happened, I want to say, <clears throat> the summer of 2018. Uh, I was still training. I, I was training. I was training. Uh, nude. I was, haven't been in the ring as a wrestler yet. And uh, the promoter was telling me that, hey, um, we're having our last show uh, at the Dome because they were tearing it down because the property was, was being purchased. <clears throat> And so he was telling me he was going to have a, a last show at the Dome. And he asked me if I wanted to be part of the Battle Royal. And the caveat for that was I had to, you know, show up early, set up the ring, uh, set up the chairs, all that, you know, so pay my dues. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I did all that, had all my friends and family come, and I put on this... Uh, this ninja outfit, this blue ninja outfit that the promoter had, <clears throat> and um, I, you know, he he's he's had it used for other wrestlers, but I didn't have any ring gear, so uh, I put on the blue suit, looked like a an eighties like Power Ranger. That mm -hmm. that's how the outfit looked, and so uh, <clears throat> I kid you not. I was I was scared. I was like, what the heck am I doing here? You know, am I gonna screw this up? You know, I like I've never I've never had a match, you know, never not in front of people and the building was was full, it was packed. And um <clears throat> you know, I think thankfully I had uh some uh, wrestlers around me that were willing to work with me and take care of me and 
when I when I walked before I walked out the curtain, I, I was I had a moment of epiphany where I saw like I don't know, like kind of like a flash before my eyes, like this is the moment, this is the start of my of my career. This is where you know I can't look back. Like this is where this is where it all starts, regardless of of uh, setbacks I've had, you know, in the past. Like this is this is the moment, and then I I I opened the curtain, walked out. I took a moment, looked around, and then ran to the ring and and you know entered the battle royal. That's incredible, and I mean just to start your career in such in a stark building. I mean, Ric Flair and Andre the Giant competed in that very arena. Um, was that something you were aware of at the time, or that somebody let you know afterwards? Uh, not so. I didn't know about it until like when I started training wrestling. How important the uh, the arena was. But before uh, before I knew that, I would go to uh, the Dome for Lucha Libre shows. They'll have uh, Mexican wrestling at the Dome, and uh, my dad would take me, and we would uh, we would go and see uh, Lucha Libre. So as a, as a kid, you know, I always had that that uh, thought in my head that I want to one day wrestle in this building. And, you know, me not knowing if I ever would, I never, like, thought about it again until I started training and the opportunity came where, hey, you're going to wrestle in the last ever show at the Bakersfield Dome <laughs> to a building that I came uh, as a kid. So maybe not, um, you know, a, a historical significance, but personal significance for you. Yes, very, very personal. And uh, to this day, uh, I still feel sad that they, they tore it down and, you know, how much history and personal uh, memories I had in that building. Definitely, uh, you know, it's sad, but, you know, I know that even in the bigger still city that many, many wrestling fans will always remember the, the bigger still down. All right, uh, Scooter. I, I have to mention first, I was just as nervous, and I was only a ring announcer at the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that That's the thing about, you know, small town arenas. You know, California, Texas, New York. The mm-hmm. three, the, the most notable small venues uh, out there, talking about the Bakersfield, of course, New York. Here, the Elks Lodge, gone, came back, gone again. Uh, the Sunnyside Gardens, completely gone. Uh, all in uh, my neck of uh, the area. But let's go from that Battle Royal to your actual in-ring debut. Now, that was at the tail end of 2019, if I'm correct. Yes. Uh, and it was a, just a mere three months before lockdown began. Yes. What was, what was going through your mind at the time, having been a talent who just made their debut 
to not being able to show your skills to in-person audiences. <clears throat> I was devastated. Um, you know, I had just spent two years or so training and finally making my debut in 2019, November 2019, to where, you know, the whole lockdown and COVID happened. Just, just you know, just like every wrestler, it devastated it devastated me. I was, I was like, wow! I just, I just made my debut, and and you know, even uh, in twenty twenty, I I went to Mexico City in uh, January of of that year to go train. I went to go train, and um, you know, perfect my my lucha libre skills was something. Some of the top trainers from uh, CMLL and and around the surrounding uh, uh, promotions out in Mexico. And I was I was uh, watching on TV how how bad COVID was getting, and so if I didn't come back at the right time, I honestly would have like uh, been locked in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness I came back. But even then, when I came back, and not knowing I couldn't wrestle, it's it just devastated me. And that we couldn't train. We you know, I tried everything to stay fit, work out at home. Luckily, um, there is a few, a few uh, gyms that allowed some wrestling, but we had to take the proper precautions and follow protocol. But at the same time, it, it wasn't the same. Not having the uh, the crowd interaction. That's got to be absolutely. Uh... Awful, awful, but you know what? You're making up for it now. Uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, James, can I throw it back? Yes. Going from, you know, obviously a historical building for pro wrestling in the Dome to, you know, somewhat of a memorable arena not known for pro wrestling. You wrestled at Dodger Stadium. Yes. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, so it was at a for a music festival that's gotten very popular in LA. A bunch of uh, Mexican artists and um, come and rock and roll come and uh, throw a one day music festival, and um, they had wrestling there. So I had the opportunity to be in the main event of that uh, festival. And kid you not, half the majority of people were throughout the day were like, "What? What's that? You know, what's you know, what's in that open space? You know?" And they were seeing, you know, wrestling, wrestling at a music festival, and people were excited. They would, you know, run run to the ring and watch the action. But for me, I I came to the to the festival, and I was told, "Hey, you're in the." You're in the main event, so your match is not until 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock at night. And I got there at, like, 8 in the morning. <laughs> so I was like, what? <clears throat> like, can you repeat that again? He's like, yeah, you're wrestling in the main event. Like, that's what you're doing. I'm like, oh, okay. So I spent, like, the whole time walking around the festival and... As time got closer, I was getting anxious to get in the ring 
Because I already had, I, there's had already been like four matches gone by, right? And I still had to wait till six o'clock. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting anxious. I want to get in the ring. But um, once six o'clock hit and I got in the ring and I walked out, I uh, just hearing pe- the, you know, the fans that loved the Chile Red cheering for me and was like, again, I, I didn't, at that moment, I didn't really like, like, you know, I, 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 I was in the zone. I was in the zone and um, I didn't reflect on it until maybe a week later, but um, I walked, you know, walked to the ring and, you know, did the business. And uh, as I was uh, running the ropes, doing the move, I looked up and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, wow, there's a, there's Dodger Stadium literally right behind me. Like I'm, you know, I'm here at Dodger Stadium wrestling in in front of in front of thousands of people. It's you know, it's something that you know, I, you don't think you don't think of that at that moment, you know. Right. It's just something that you don't you don't think of at the moment, but uh, once once I start to wind down and you know, get home and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, I just, I just freaking wrestled Dodger Stadium. <laughs> and then the next day I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm me again. I'm normal. <laughs> normal person. <laughs> but I mean, uh, from having to wait from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., I mean, that's <clears> a <throat> lot of freaking stretching. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like I was walking around. I was sitting down, took a nap, and I was just trying to keep busy. You know, just trying to trying to move, trying to move. Oh yeah, right, uh, Scooter. Those damn Dodgers. <laughs> He's a monster. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I hate the Yankees. So, uh, <laughs> tell us about your experience working. Alongside Damien Six Six Six. Oh, uh, again, another, another great human being. Uh, another scenario where I did not know the match, the the match card. I uh, I got contacted by the promoter a day, two days before, telling me that hey, I need a, I need you to come to Fresno. I have a show coming up. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to be a little late for so-and-so that I'm doing. That's not a problem. So I uh, did, did some personal personal things, uh, headed to the show, got there. Uh, maybe I, I midway through the show, I think there was intermission by the time I got there, and um, got all my gear, all my stuff, and the promoter tells me, hey, you're in the main event. You're tagging with with so and so, and you're wrestling against uh, Damian Six 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 and his tagging partners. And I was like, "Oh, oh okay, cool," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, really cool guy. Really took care of me. Definitely a fun match. We we pushed each other to the limit. We went out to the ring. We went outside. I hit Damian with a a cup of. Uh, our fresca in his head. He hit me in his with his Kendo stick. Uh, 
great, great times. Um, I thank, I thank them. Thank you for the match. Uh, same thing. Before I forget, after the match, again, um, the fans loved it, where they threw uh, money to the ring. Hmm. That's a, that, that's a incredible. Uh, I remember watching, uh, seeing Damien on WCW on Nitro when you know the cruiserweights were all coming up and. The era of the Luchador was uh, really beginning in WCW. Uh, him and Hallow Wicked and uh, <clears throat> and 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 others, absolutely, absolutely incredible. James, throwing it back. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a really cool guy. Uh, in and out, in or outside the ring, definitely really cool, really nice, genuine. Um, he definitely knows what he's doing for wrestling. Over thirty years, definitely a man I respect truly. Right now, James, you, you it, now you've mentioned a few times, like when you're wrestling these names. A lot of the times, it's maybe like hours before you actually get in the ring with them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you prefer to know a couple hours, or would you like maybe like a week in advance to know, you know, that you're wrestling this person? What what's your mindset with something like that? Before before I I would have enjoyed it if uh they let me know in advance. But now with the experience I've had now and uh and matches I've had, I I could go I if they could tell me, Hey, tomorrow you have a show, can you come do our show and um and I'd go to the show and be like, oh, you're wrestling XYZ. But okay. Like, I, I, have, I now have the, the uh, confidence to put on a great match with anyone. Okay. That's how I feel now. Before, I, I would get nervous. I would want to know um, who I'm wrestling. I still get nervous now, but I, right now I feel that my wrestling ability has uh, gone from 0 to 100 real quick. And now I feel like I could put an amazing match with anyone. Was building that confidence wrestling in a three-way against uh, Dega and Mecha Wolf? <clears throat> so that that match definitely had a big part in in um in the way how I view uh, matches. Um, so those two, Dega and Mecha Wolf, um was my first match wrestling uh, big stars. And I kid you not, I was I was scared. Very scared, nervous, because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And uh, at the time, uh, I was doing all my best efforts to not get freaked out and just take it, take it calmly and go with the flow, and uh, the, the night of the show, um, we talk about the match, and they're cool guys, you know, mad respect to them, uh, really cool guys, and they took care of me in the match, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was very nervous to the point where I I, I, I wasn't focused, I was not focused, the, the match w- went well. But in my head after the match, I was like, "Damn! Like, 
like I sh- I should have done better. Like, um, I I freaked out, and Daga and Mecha Wolf they were happy with the match, but they definitely gave me advice where, you know, I, you know you're you're still new. We get it, but you, you know you we're we're telling you this that you that you can do this and that you can wrestle. Uh, anyone and any and any who, like yes, you know we wrestled in in big co- companies, big promotions. But at the end of the day, I'm, you know, Daga is someone else in his personal life. Mecha Wolf is someone else in his personal life. Like we're we're two big stars, but at the end of the day, we're two normal people. And and I took that very, very very good. Like I I took their advice and. Ever since that match, ever since that match, I, I uh, I've gotten better into um, how how, we are, how I approach uh, big big caliber matches. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but you did have um, a singles match with uh, Digger after that, right? No, 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 no. It, it, it was supposed to be a singles match, but they added Mecha Wolf at the at the last second. Okay, my bad. So that's where I, that's where it kind of kind of threw me off. I was like, "Oh, because I was getting ready for Daga," but then the promoter was like, "Oh, uh, Mekko's here. We didn't realize he was coming, but we're throwing him in your match." It's like, <laughs> "Oh, so the pressure's on." <laughs> well, I mean, but two, but two great guys. I, I respect them, and I hope they're they're doing well. And I know they're killing it in their careers right now. I mean, hey, any uh, any experience you could walk away with, um, you know, learning something is a good experience in my book. Yes, at, at the time, you know, I I went after that match, I went into a funk. I went to a funk, and I still had matches, I still had shows to to do, and during that funk, I just my confidence was at an all time low. I wasn't, you know, giving it a hundred percent. I was doubting myself, um, but uh, over time I, I came over, I overcame it and started to uh, to become the wrestler that I am right now. Uh, uh, Skittle, you have a question. Oh, man, I am sorry. I, I again, I know that feeling of funk, especially when it comes to wrestling. Um, let's. Uh, Pick it back up with an uh. Tell us how you got into becoming a dubstep DJ and producer, <laughs> and do you find any common links between that and wrestling? Yeah, so that is my past, my other passion. Uh, I started uh, DJing in college. Uh, I uh, I started doing I started learning in college and started doing uh, college parties and stuff like that. And then uh, I started to learn how to produce and and whatnot. And um, did a did a show in Hollywood. Uh, and um, so yeah, I, I say uh, both both professions are are similar in a way when it comes to. Uh, Dealing with promoters, dealing with uh, ticket sales, promoting, um, 
being in front of people and being center stage. Um, definitely, it's definitely the I would say the same for for both professions. You, you know, you're you're out there providing uh, entertainment, and you want to do uh, the best the best uh, show that you could possibly uh, give. All right, I I like that. Even even though I uh, I don't listen to much dub stuff, I think I might now. Uh, <laughs> James, go throw it back. You're missing out, Scooter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, real, real quick, real quick. So, uh, I uh, the crazy thing I've I've done in, in that world is I went. Uh, this is like 2021. I had no shows, right? The, everything was still closed over here in California. But I went to a show in uh, in Orlando, and um, so I was working a shoot job. And had a, had a free ticket to a show in Orlando, and I kid you not, I worked a ten hour shift on a Friday. Drove drove myself to LAX at ten ten p.m. Hopped in a plane to Orlando, got there at five a.m. Went to the music festival at like one p.m. Did the whole thing right, but you know, um, the show was over at two a.m. Slept for three hours, got back on a plane, and was in LAX at two two p.m. Damn. Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon. Wow, that is a restless oh. schedule for a DJ. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and the the uh, the time difference too. You know, being on you know, being in my time zone and the uh, EST that that. Uh, that, that plays with you not as much as jet lag, maybe, but I'd say you probably were already feeling jet lag before you got on the plane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was. I guess I'm used to it. I don't know. Maybe from all the, the driving or traveling I do with wrestling, but I definitely got a little tired after that adventure. <clears throat> all right. Um, swinging back to wrestling. Um, you know, obviously you are a luchador. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most important things about the luchador culture is your mask and what mm-hmm. it means and signifies. Can you tell us about the meaning and significance of your mask? Yeah, so for me, for my mask, um, I've changed it over the years, but the current one, the current one to the, my original, kind of similar, but it, it pays tribute to to Rey Mysterio. Okay. He was my uh, my favorite wrestler growing up, um, and just uh, it also pays tribute to my dad, who who was the one that created my mask. He's the one that drew drew out the concept of the mask years before I I started wrestling. He he always had the the back of his head that I would be a professional wrestler. So I was telling him, "Hey, you know, uh, I want to be a wrestler." So okay, and uh, you know he would he would uh, draw little little sketches, and I kind of fell out of wrestling for a bit in high school, and uh, and then uh, one day he showed me a sketch of his mask. 
of the original design that I have. And uh, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is a perfect, perfect mask. Uh, it represents Rey Mysterio. It represents my dad's him drawing it and some of the, the things I like in, on the mask with uh, the snakes and the crown and, and stuff like that. And, and I'm like, yeah, this, this is yours if, if you want to be a professional wrestler. And I said, okay, okay. And then, um, there, you know, here we are. Uh, I'm portraying the mask, and my dad's, you know, he comes to shows and, and always, he has his own mask too, so he'll, he'll come to shows and he, he'll put on his mask and, and, uh, we'll come out and you'll see me. I'll see him. I'll point at him when I'm, when I'm posing and it just, to me, it represents just family. Family is, is very important to me. And if it wasn't for the support of my family, I, I wouldn't be be arrested right now. Now, um, behind every great gear is a great gear maker. Can you tell us about your relationship with Scarlet Rose? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> This, this, this is a secret between you and me. So, so the the guy behind the mask, the guy that were that's under the hood, is is in a relationship with Scarlet Rose. Hmm. So that's how. So the guy, the guy under the mask, <laughs> is uh, in a relationship with Scarlet Rose. <clears throat> let's just go, let's just put it at that. <laughs> what mask? <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But yes, I I, uh, I know her because the uh, we also train together every week, and uh, uh, one day she she um, she was like, "Hey, let me let me make your gear." I was like, "Huh?" Like, yeah, like I know how to sew, and I would see her sew at you know at the house and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I was like, "Okay." At first, I was adamant; I was skeptical. You know, because I would get my gear from Mexico, but they would take months, months to to uh, to ship it, and uh, she she would always see me like struggle and messaging these gear makers from Mexico, and she just felt bad and she you know asked me if she wanted me to make my gear, and I said yes, go for it. <clears throat> so the current design that I have now with the uh, with the stars. That's the one that she came up with, and uh, so kind of similar to the original one, um, she opened up a new, different concept of the Ray Genesis character, and uh, now we, I guess, now my signature for the gear is um, uh, half one color, half another. So kind of like maybe uh, half gold, half white, or half black, half uh, half gold. So. That's kind of been my, my signature as of late. And all thanks to her. I mean, it does beg the questions. What is the advantages and disadvantages of wrestling your significant other? <clears throat> hmm. Advantages, I say we get better every time we wrestle in the ring. We, we wrestle so many times. Uh, to the point where we just go in there and just just wrestle, you know. Um, 
and it becomes a great match because we know we know each other's body language. We know what we do. And uh, disadvantages, I don't, I don't think there has been. Maybe maybe me losing, but I don't care. You know, when you lose. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think he's beating me seven out of one. Seven out of one. You know. And so, uh, you know, I to me, wrestling match, it's in the moment, you know. You know. Win, loss, whatever you know. We're just there to put on a great show and have fun. So you're pro- you're not thinking I probably some hit her that hard, or she'll charge me an extra five dollars for my next gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, there there you know there are there are times where I think about, damn, that I hit her hard, or <laughs> but there's times where where she's hitting me hard, <laughs> and uh, but you know not you know it's by accident. And she'll be like, you okay? I'm like. Yeah, I'm fine. Just continue, and you know, even after the match, we're like, you okay? You okay? Like, though know, we we carry play each other, and, and you know, even though we we you know the intensity's up, we're, you know, we try not you know not to hurt each other. Okay, uh, Scooter, you have a question. I just want to say, you know, that's almost like um, an unspoken relationship. Uh, or rather, an uns- unspoken wrestling uh, no-no. If you if you if a couple starts training together, doesn't apply if uh, one of you or both of you are were already training and then got together. But that is that was a big curse for me, unfortunately. Mm. All right, but you know what? Let's. Let's get back uh, to a more positive note, aside from uh, my stupid ex-wives. Uh, tell us about your uh, encounter with, and we asked Scarlett this, too. Tell us about your encounter with Peter Dante. Oh, Peter Dante, yes. Uh, at first, I was like, I asked her, who's... Who's Peter Dante? Because <laughs> uh, I I I didn't know who he was until she showed. Him, oh, he's the guy with the uh, that uh, appears in the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, the like really, which one? Like, yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, the the movie that I went back was uh, Fifty First Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. He's in uh, the uh, the last. <clears throat> well, a couple scenes in the middle. He works at the hospital. Uh, yeah, clinic. like uh, the line I remember is where he's like, "Man, I freaking suck at this job." <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but um, super great, super chill dude, man. Super chill. Like he he was there to you know have a good time and watch wrestling, and uh, he was like, he came to my match or. After my match, it came to me like, bro, you freaking killed it. Like, you were doing some moves that, holy crap, like, damn, I was mind blown. And, like, thank you. Like, this is so cool, you know, again, to to talk to Peter Dante, you know. I was like, I've seen you in 51st Dates. Um, and, uh, you know, he's such a cool, da- cool guy. Yeah. Such a, such a wonderful dude. And, uh, I feel like, um, uh, what do they say? Don't meet, 
if you meet, meet uh, celebrities. Yeah. Go meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, he's definitely chill. Definitely a cool dude. Now, um, I'm presuming this is at the the same time uh, when Scarlet met him, but uh, it's the same shirt too. So, <clears throat> uh, and he was, uh, you know, uh, shilling for his, uh, yeah, his cannabis company. Yes. Um, if you want to see Peter Dante just being Peter Dante. For two hours, uh, he and Alan Covert, the other face you recognize from Adam Sandler movies, mm-hmm. uh, for two hours, watch Grandma's Boy. Already, ah, all right. Damn. I see them. I see them in uh, "That's My Boy." Yes, yes, which, yes. Which is which is kind of the it, I believe it's the same actual character. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, Roughly, but all right. Uh, James, throw it back. Keeping on um, interesting encounters you've had, uh, you've met Tom Kenny um SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, I, I think it was my second time, but my first time I, I got a picture of him, <clears throat> and um, he loves professional wrestling like he's like a diehard wrestling fan really yeah he i always see him in the lucha libre shows in la because he lives not that far and he's always at every uh you know lucha libre show on the weekends he loves he loves the sport (laughs) which is crazy to me i like who you know? I who would have thought? Um, Tom Kenny, was a SpongeBob, loves professional wrestling. <laughs> but he's uh, same, uh, really genuine, cool dude. The, uh, took pictures with all the wrestlers, and uh, I told Scarlett, I uh, I told Scarlett, look, that's Tom Kenny, and she was like, who? <laughs> like, oh my god, you don't know who Tom Kenny is? I'm like, no. Spongebob said, oh, no way. I'm like, yeah, that's the voice of Spongebob. And she got all fangirling. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, you, you're you a Spongebob fan and don't know who the the, the character of Spongebob is. And she's just like, oh, shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely a chill, chill dude. Now, um, you are going from, you know, luchador style to strong style. You trained in the L- the New Japan um, LA Dojo, no? Um, for one day, it was a it was a a one day seminar. And how was that one-day uh, seminar? I believe it was with Rocky Romero, no? Yes, yes. Rocky Romero. Uh, <laughs> forgot when uh, when it was. Holy crap. Uh, I want to say 2019 as well. But I, I don't... <coughs> I don't remember. Um, but yes, Rocky Romero was there. Um, a lot of... Uh, 
lot of big indie talent that are now killing it in uh, in WWE, AAA, MLW, NWA are were there, and um, we were for just even for one day we were put we were put on the burner. They made us do uh, hundreds of push-ups, hundreds of squats, a lot of running, a lot of a lot of rolling and tumbling and a lot of a lot of a lot of their traditions that what they do in the in New Japan and uh, definitely uh, a great experience. Uh, I know uh, I definitely want to go back sometime this summer. I know they ha- they've been having um, three three months courses and I want to <coughs> I want to uh, do the do the class and see where where I can uh, test my limits. Okay. Um, you have a question, uh, Scooter? Uh, yes. Uh, tell us about uh, your uh, encounter with Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick, yes. So, believe it or not, he currently is my uh, my trainer. He, uh, he trains me and Scarlett and a few others. Uh, definitely a, a man that that bleeds, sweats professional wrestling. Since, since the day he took over our training is the day I, I picked up more confidence. He's taught us how to <coughs> just go in there in the ring and be the best mother effer that uh, in the building. You know, his 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 style is intensity, um, old school wrestling from the fifties, sixties, seventies, UK wrestling. He 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 knows it all, and just having the wealth of knowledge and showing us has definitely. Um, Increase my wrestling knowledge and wrestling ability. Um, honestly, without him, <clears throat> without him, I wouldn't have the confidence I have now. Um, I, I will. I will tell you the first time he started training us, <coughs> I was nervous. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, you know, you know, what's he gonna bring to the table? You know, because it's Brian Kendrick. Former former dirty wrestler, New Japan star, uh, TNA star, Riga Monarch star, and and uh, and every every week he tells us what are your goals, you know, what do you guys want in professional wrestling, like, cause you know there's times where we will tell him for advice and be like and ask him for, you know, is this show worth it or not, and every every time he tells us um. Every show you do, whether it's good or bad, that's a stepping stone to where you want to go. And I take that very—I uh, take that deeply inside of me, because it's true. Any show I do, good or bad, it, you know, it's it's gonna lead me to where I want to go in professional wrestling. And um. Yeah, man, Brian's a man. He's a cool dude. He he can be, 
he can can be rough around the edges, but he's uh, he's you know he's definitely a friend now. Uh, he he trusts him. He trusts us. He's he's part of our fa- our fa- uh, wrestling family. Um, so he's definitely uh, one of the greats, and I'm glad that um, he's part of he's part of uh, our training. And you actually competed against him in a match, no? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, fun match. It's a three-way, three-way match, and and super, super cool dude, man. Like he's not, he's not um, egotistical. He, he'll, he'll t- he asked me, hey, like, what do you want to do? Like, um, his biggest thing, his biggest thing is, um, just make sure it makes sense, you know. Right. You know, make sure it makes sense. And uh, and you know, the rest will, will come through. But he's such a cool dude, man. He's not he's not gonna take over the match. Like he'll he'll let he lets people shine, other people shine. And he doesn't have to do that, you know. You know. Right. But you know he does because he's a cool guy. He he's been there, he's done that, and you know he he could be you know an a hole if he wants to, but he's not, man. He's super genuine and. The match that we had was, it was short. I remember, I remember it was raining, so we had to keep it short. But hey, man, it was probably the best five minutes I had was with Brian and, and another opponent um, named Richard Slade. Super fun match. Okay. Now, um, we love, well, I love at least, um, asking you know these dumb questions every now and again um, when they come up. You are Ray Genesis. Mm-hmm. What would happen if you encountered Ray Exodus? Ray Exodus. Uh, uh, I'd be like, hey, man, I'm coming for that Ray name. <laughs> <laughs> so, enemies, not friends. Yes. Okay. Hey, man, I'm the only Ray. I'm the only Ray, and, you know. That's how it's going to be. All right. So <laughs> Genesis bringing Exodus to Exodus. <laughs> yes. I think that's a great segue into um, our next segment, and, and that is uh, Ray's Bizarre Adventure. You're a pro wrestler that goes up and down the roads, and weird, crazy, and bizarre things are bound to happen. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a road story that fits that description? Hmm. Oh, one just happened uh, two weeks ago, my last show of 2023. So it was late at night going home. For some reason, I missed the exit uh, to go to another route. And so I got off the ramp. The light was green, but for some reason, I didn't go. I I didn't push on the gas. I don't know why. There's four people in the car. Scarlett was passenger, and she told me go, but for some reason I didn't hear her. Um, there was no cars behind me, and when I left, when I pressed on the the brake, I kid you not, a truck. I don't know if it was an SUV or something, ram through the, through the red light going 
the other way. Wow. So if I would have uh, pressed the gas when it turned green, the car would have hit us. Literally would have hit us. And for some reason, I don't know, I can't explain it, but I did not go for some reason. I didn't hit the, I didn't hit, I didn't hit the gas pedal. And should, and we both looked at each other like, what the F just happened? And she's like, like, did you feel it? It was coming? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I just knew not to go. So yeah. that, that's something that still I think about to this day. This just happened oh, more than a week ago. That is insane, honestly. Yeah. That that's definitely a bizarre adventure to say the least. Mm-hmm. I and I and she asked me, Did you did you not hear me tell you to go? I was like, No. I did not hear you I did not hear you say go. That's like I was maybe at an out of body experience or something. And or my conscience said don't go. Don't go. I was like, wow. Now I know why, like, I didn't go. All right. Fantastic, bizarre adventure, to say the least. Right. Um, Scooter. Yes. Tell us about your love of South Park. South Park, dude. I... <laughs> I haven't kept up with South Park, but I love the old episodes from 2001 to, like, maybe 2015. Freaking love those episodes. Um, especially, uh, I think, the ep- one episode where they go on the quest to find the, um, oh, God, PS4 and Xboxes? The Black, Black, Friday? The Black Friday Chronicles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that episode, and uh, the iPad, where they co- uh, create the human iPad. Oh, the human centipad. Yes, yeah, <laughs> human centipad. Yeah, oh my god. Ironically enough, that episode comes up the most when we asked about South Park. And people either very pro or very against it. <laughs> but um, I love that episode. Uh, I, I, I watched the uh, COVID one. But I still have to uh, watch, like, part two, I think. Oh, God. Yeah. And the uh, and the streaming wars. Yeah, I still have to watch that. Um, I don't get the channel anymore, so that's why I stopped watching it. But, um, yeah, that one I still have to finish. And the whole Tegrity uh, <laughs> Farm is freaking hilarious. Oh, oh man. Uh, see, I'm... I, I'm, I'm very old. I remember watching the first, you know, the first season on TV. Uh, you know, ba- um, when, uh, you know, you know, the, the Mister Hanky, his first appearance, <laughs> right, and and uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, oddly enough, that and uh, SpongeBob SquarePants both started when. I was in high school. I feel oh. old. 
All right. Uh, James? Yes. Um, can you tell us about that private event at the Ritz Carlton that you competed with? The Ritz Carlton. You wrestled at a private event at the Ritz Carlton? Hmm. Try to remember. Ooh. Try to remember when that was. Let's see. Mm. I don't have a timestamp on it, unfortunately. Um, but we could uh, go to the next question. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I have no, I have no memory of that one. Scooter, I believe it's time for the colossal question. Yes. So, let's presume uh, a big movie company wants to make a movie about Ray Genesis' in-ring career. And, of course, everybody knows that the most important thing in a movie that you work out first is, of course, the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. What would be three to five songs that would feature on the soundtrack for the Ray Genesis in-ring movie blockbuster? Mm. Let's see. Okay, so the first one would be it's a dubstep track. I believe it's called The Last Time of Us. It's like a melodic melodic piano type song. Um that'd be the first. Second would be another dubstep, which is like a same melodic type feeling, upbeat. Uh forgot the name. I know the artist, Subtronics, that'd be second. Um Eminem, one mile, uh, eight mile. Hell yeah. Eight mile. Mm-hmm. That would be my uh, hi- hype up track in high school. Um, that's three, right? Um, what else? What else? Uh, I really like Rise Against, so uh, one of their tracks. And. Hmm. I, I, I guess I'll say one of Peso Pluma songs, just because I do enjoy listening to his music. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Are, 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 uh, you feel uh, right in those uh, selections? You want to lock it in? Yeah. All right. Soundtrack locked in. James. Um, part two, Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That that's the part I ask. Also, yes. um, I ask part three. Yeah, it's his first interview in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 this is at no my return interview. So, uh, of course, the second most important thing in any Hollywood project is to cast mm-hmm. the lead. 
who would play Ray Genesis in the Ray Genesis in-ring career movie, and you cannot say yourself because you are contractually obliged to make a Stan Lee-esque cameo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Man, let's see. You getting up? If I, if I, uh, if uh, the the guy that played uh, Carrie Von Eric, if he was, if he if he committed to being tan. And you know, make sure you look like me. I would, I would put him, Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White. Ah, yes, Jeremy Allen White. Uh, from Shameless. Yes. Uh, and if he, and if he studies Spanish, that's my guy. Okay. All right. Now, every movie has a supporting cast. Who would be three people significant to you and your story that would be in your movie? And who would play them? <clears throat> Three, right? Three, yes. Mm. Scarlet Rose, that's one. Okay. My dad, three. Or second. That's, that's number two, right? That's my dad. And are we talking uh, like beginning of my career? I mean, you're the producer. I mean, you could add whoever you want, or it could be, it could be a zombie movie for all we care, <laughs> as long as okay. you're happy with the outcome. Okay. Um, Scarlet, the dad. Um, one of my original trainers. Okay. And should we leave this uh, the casting up to um, casting? Yeah. Okay. All right. It is sounding like a solid movie, to say the least. And you can <laughs> pre-order the tickets now. There you go. We'll, right. we'll do better than our car. Huh? <laughs> we'll do better than our car. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> because this will get released in theaters. <laughs> Alright, um, and uh, just so you're aware, the private wrestling event um, was on May 18th, 2022. Oh, oh, yes. I remember now. I remember now. It was, uh, yes, 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 yes. I forgot the name of the, of the hotel, but it was a really nice hotel in Santa Barbara. Yes, there you go, yes. Um, yeah, so... <clears throat> it was definitely very sophisticated and elegant. Where everyone, each wrestler, walked out with a ring girl. Mm. And big old spotlight was on, on each of us walking out. I was like, this is like some boxing level type type, you know, 
going on here? And, um, you know, I guess there were rich people, doctors, you know, people that are, that are influencing that community, um, wanted some wrestling entertainment. And so they, they went all out and got us catering ring girls, um, made it, <coughs> made it, <coughs> made it very, um, boxing type feel. Um, definitely it was a, a great experience. I wrestled a, a very good buddy of mine. Uh, we put on a um, a banger match. Um, uh, I try to remember if that's where I think I hit my head. I hit my head on one of the chairs. Ouch. When I uh, I I do I dove out, I dove out because uh, my my opponent messed up his knee during the match, and uh, I told him, "Hey, do you still want to do the dive out spot?" He said, "Yes, let's do it." And so I boom boom I run and do the dive, and I made sure not to go too much because I know his knee was hurt. But right behind him was a chair. Um, so I I flew out. And then last second, I, I see the chair. And I kind of put a break on, brakes on. But I still hit the hit the chair on the side of my head. Um, which wasn't that, which, which wasn't that, wasn't that bad. But it could have gone a lot worse if, if I didn't put the brakes on. <laughs> All right. Now on to the most controversial of subjects, pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? Oh, I love it. I love pineapple on pizza. Hmm. Yep. I, I always right. tell people, friends, I'm like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, this is my this is my thing. I love it. Scarlet doesn't like it. I'm like. You're tripping. Everyone's tripping. I love pineapple on pizza. I've always have. I've always have. Yeah. No pineapple. Screw you guys. I'm going home. There you go. <laughs> That's what I tell them. <laughs> hey, what's your spirit Pokemon? Spirit Pokemon. Oh, man. I, I didn't really grow up with Pokemon. But I grew up with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't get into Pokemon, but <coughs> but Yu-Gi-Oh was, was my thing growing up. Alright, then who's your spirit Yu-Gi-Oh card? Dark Magician. Hell yeah. Dark Magician, that was my go-to. I've always, I was always a, a Yu-Gi fan. Alright. And I would collect or collect uh, all his crew, his crew's um, cards. So I would get the red eyes, black dragon, um, the flying swordsman. Still has one of them. Um, uh, just a bunch of cards. Those bunch were of cards. Out of Joey's deck, I believe. Yes, Joey's deck. Yep. I have uh, not thought about Yu-Gi-Oh for quite some time, and I have not collected the cards in even longer. 
<laughs> I I have a few. I know I still have like the I have a oh man, what was the it was like the upgrade from Dark Magician. It's like a special level um, character. The old the older magician, I believe. I think so. The wise magician? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, something like that. I, I know I still have that card somewhere and it could be worth a lot more a lot of money right now. Um I can't imagine a lot of the cards that I that are just in the storage my storage right now aren't as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright, um, we love the late great Tracy Smothers on the show. Do you mm -hmm. know the acronym for Doug? T H U G. What was that? I'm sorry, the last part. Uh, do you know the acronym for Doug? T H U G. T H U G. Doug. I do not. Mm. Scooter. <clears throat> Let's see if I remember this. T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G, well, G is for jail because thugs can't spell. <laughs> That's nice. Yes. That's funny. That's a problem. <laughs> we love the late great Tracy Smothers. We're trying to keep the memory alive on the show. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, guys. Weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual physical rock. Yeah. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> you know, there's, you know, there could be a good story to be told with a rock. Simple and to the point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, just for context, there is this wrestler named um psycho mike that did indeed wrestle a rock for over 15 minutes in a tungsten man match that's an arm man match that lasts for two weeks wow yes yeah bringing canadians <laughs> all right um on a more serious note where do you see yourself in five years i want to be signed to a major wrestling promotion that is my goal. Uh, that is what drives me to to get better every day as a wrestler, as a person. Um, uh, be better or get better in the gym. Uh, that is my goal. To be signed to a major uh, promotion. Any specific promotion? <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, like, the goal would be WWE, but I I wouldn't mind starting off with maybe TNA wrestling or NWA. I know NWA is, is having good matches. Um, New Japan, that would be something that I would love to do. There's some connections there, so I would love to do New Japan. Um, I know uh, I would I know I would love to do Triple uh, A. I know that's not. I know that's that was can be attainable real quick. One of the Mexican promotions in Mexico, but um, uh, any TNA, AEW, WWE, NWA, any of those, would, I'll be happy with. All right. 
And what is a match people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what you are all about? Mm. Let's see. Well, um, I don't know if I've uploaded yet, but the one with Brian Kendrick. That was probably my best match. I've had, but I know the one I had recently at the end of 2023, that was a good match that that I'm very happy with and that I could, once I get the video, I'll definitely upload it. And because of the way it was structured, uh, it was stuff that Brian Kendrick taught me and the videos and matches we watched together. And it, it was really the, the the people loved it the fans loved it to the point where um promoters were asking me to come back yeah. other promoters that were there asking me for for my contact info like it was very simple but effective because the the, the ceiling was not that high i guess there was like lights uh hanging and so we couldn't do much but I, I I made it I made it I structured it where it was intense intensity but the the crowd were the crowd was on their feet. And who was that match against? Uh his name is Guy Cool. And can we find uh either of those matches you mentioned on YouTube? Not yet. Uh, I know they're working on that one. And I'll, I'll upload that once I get the the video. Okay. The Brian Kendrick one. The Brian Kendrick one. I will upload that. I haven't been uploading much of my matches, but I'm gonna start uploading them on my on my YouTube. So okay. find the Brian Kendrick one uh, here coming up soon. And there will be um, a link to um, your YouTube page in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and Castbox. Um, windows mm -hmm. are uploaded. Um, simply click the link, um, and you can find those matches. Um, for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to re-see it after this interview. Mm -hmm. And um, since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of Dan. This is our speed round, a bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Yes. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Rey Mysterio. Worst? Worst? Uh, 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 James Ellsworth. Your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Uh, uh, Dragon Lee. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Eddie Grails, Light Sheen Steel. Hell yeah. Finish the sentence. K Fabe is. <coughs> Real. We would have also accepted he's quite good on toast. <laughs> uh,. Squash, vegetable or fruit? Uh, vegetable. Is indeed a fruit. It's, what was it? It's a fruit. 
Is it? Oh, okay. Yes, it has seeds tomato logic. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> New Japan wrestler Tai Chi. His ring gear gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trumps the butt cheek ratio for ring gear? Mm. So like size-wise? Um, we usually go percentage. Okay, uh, hmm. Maybe like 60%? 60% coverage, 30, um, 40%? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? About who? About Darby Allen. Darby Allen. No, I have not. And that's the correct answer. <laughs> and that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me, with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Absolutely. And once again, where can we find all things uh, Ray Genesis on social media? Yes. Um, so follow me on on <coughs> on Instagram at Ray Genesis Official. You can also find me on Facebook, uh, Ray Genesis. Um, I do have X or Twitter, uh, Ray Genesis Lucha. Uh, I'm not very active, but you know I get on from time to time, so you can follow me there. Uh, a TikTok and YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, YouTube Ray Genesis. And then TikTok, I believe it's uh, Ray Genesis. I have to double check on that one. And people could uh, get your merchandise by DM uh, DMing you directly on Facebook or Instagram, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. And you don't even have to type it into your Google machine. All of the links to all his social media will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox, simply click the link. A new tab will appear on whatever device you are on. Um, you have no excuse. Buy a damn short. <laughs> of course, uh, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and CastBox. This was sponsored by Real Energy and Pale White Coffee. Um, join us next Tuesday and uh, Wednesday for new incredible interviews. Follow the show um, at Wrestling with E, both on X, Instagram, and Thread. Follow me personally uh, at JamesJ993. Um, obviously, you can find out who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, links to those interviews, and so much more at Wrestling with E on uh, um, Instagram and X. Uh, and where can we follow uh, Scooter? As always, you can follow me on X at ScooterDust, and keep an eye uh, keep an eye out to the social medias for uh, the time of the return of the remix. We're coming back for the Royal Rumble 2024 uh, on 
June 20, uh, June, I'm an idiot, January 24th. Uh, all right, yep, I think that's Wait. about it for me. Ray, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Alrighty. For our very special guest, Ray Genesis, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James Shea, and this has been Wrestling Wit Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.